Jim Shoemaker, Cooper Smith, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Oh, welcome back. You know, one of the biggest decisions that a lot of people make is buying a home. And that's normal. We see that as one of the most important decisions, and especially when it comes to a financial decision. As you're getting into that first home, then you look at it and say, now we have a mortgage in most cases. Well, the problem that so many people have is when you have a mortgage, you've got to say, okay, what happens if the breadwinner passes away? What happens to the mortgage? Well, that's a decision that is so tough for so many people because uh, you can actually lose your home. There's more foreclosures today due to disability or death of the breadwinner. And the problem with it is they forget that they need to add some type of mortgage insurance or term insurance or life insurance to take care of the mortgage. So what I have today is two guys in the studio that is going to help us go through this process of some mistakes that you need to avoid when you're buying life insurance. And if you want to talk to these guys, tell telephone number 757-5757, just to find out more, just to, for a free consultation with either one of them, 757-5757. Welcome to the program, Scott. Welcome to the program, Cooper. Happy to be here. Good to be here, Jim. You know, guys, this is such a such an important discussion because I know I, I get this way. Sometimes when I've got to go in and buy something, I'm looking so and I've got multiple choices. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, I freeze. I don't know which one. And I over, I'm an analytical guy. I overanalyze it. You know, I just get into the weeds so much. And this sometimes is just a emotional decision. But we make mistakes when we're sometimes trying to analyze, we try, when we don't know what we're doing. I mean, basically, whether it's buying a car or a house or big items, you know what I mean? That's the problem with it. So, Cooper, talk to me first and foremost. What do you see? It's probably one of the number one issues that people make when it comes to making a mistake. So there's a couple mistakes that people make when it comes to buying life insurance. Um, I'd say one of the main ones that I see is people only looking at prices to compare. So, Jim, you remember the old saying, you get what you pay for? You get what you pay for, yep. So I believe this is true for anything, whether you're buying food, clothes, shoes, cars, or life insurance. Of course, we want to make sure that we're doing... Um, something to be diligent within our budgets. But for something like life insurance, there's more to it than just price. Uh, So it's really important that you do research on the companies that you're comparing prices with. You're doing things like looking at their financial strength, their company ratings. Um, And you also need to be aware that some of these features are actually built into quotes. So kind of on on that note, um, if you ask for prices from an agent, do be aware that the quote that you receive is not guaranteed to be the price that you were originally quoted. Um, All prices are subject to your particular health details and through a thorough process, which may include underwriting. So if you're going to go through underwriting and you're looking at, uh, I guess you're having to dig a little bit deeper because um, I don't think any agent would ever say this is your price. And then when you get your policy, sell you something, what we call that bait and switch. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. I just don't think there's professionalism in that issue there. So that doesn't happen or it shouldn't happen, period. But there is a difference in the in the in the price that you have, Scott. When you think about that, when you're working with someone and you are on the program a lot, the reality is is going through that. You know, you can see that the price becomes important because if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. 
But you, as, as, as Cooper says, you get what you pay for. Absolutely. And, and you know, what, what Cooper was also alluding to is, you know, when you go through underwriting, you may get a different price than you originally quoted. But I think focusing on price is the wrong place to start for so that So that's decision. the mistake that Cooper's talking about is Absolutely. focusing on price. Focusing Don't, on price is the wrong Okay, wrong that makes decision. sense. So when you sit down with an agent, go through this process. Price is critical. It is. But don't stay with that. Yeah, you want to be a wise shopper, absolutely. But just know that the, the decision is, are, are we doing what we want to do with the insurance coverage? Uh, that's and that's, and that's where you kind of start with. Okay, so whether it's mortgage insurance or you've created other debt, school loan debt. I mean, you know, you face it to a lot of kids today, Cooper, the millennials, as we look at you and talk about that. They're getting married, and all of a sudden, both of them are holding on to a pretty good-sized amount of debt. and that can be a real trauma if there's a one you know one issue or the other. That's a big issue. A lot of discussion has to go in about that. Yep. So that's something that a lot of people really aren't sure about. You know, when it comes to how much life insurance do I need? Not a whole lot of people take the time to really think that conversation through. Um, and it's different for everybody. Purchasing life insurance is a big decision for families. Um, and like I said, the biggest question that people have is how much do I really need? Uh, most people typically underestimate the impact that their family would have if an income earner were to pass away. So make sure you sit down and talk to the professional and, and talk to them about your goals. Talk to them about the things that you want to accomplish. You know, do you want to pay off your house? Do you want to put your kids through school? In the event that something happens to you and you aren't here, chances are you still want all those things to happen. Well, I think that's critical because when you, when you say that, I mean, you know, and I think a lot of people, they have that in the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. But until they get with you, sometimes it's hard. Well, it's the first time they've had to sit down and write it all down. I know for my wife and I, when we went through that first process of buying our first life insurance policy, I think it was like, okay, well, I I need, and I had a number. I just said, that's a number. And then as I thought through it, I went through that debt, and then I went through children, and I went through you know other issues and other, just the whole thinking process. So Finding out how much I need is not just me walking in and say, here's the number. It is spending the time letting someone like you ask me the questions. And, of course, that's that's a real issue for a lot of people. And, of course, nobody ever thinks they're going to die. I mean, you're only going to be 90 when you die. Of course. And we know that's not always the case. And it's a tough conversation for some people. Then, you know, I mean, I've had people in my office where I've sat down with them and and you can tell they don't want to talk about Death and dying. I get it. I totally get that. But as a planner, it's reality. It is something we have to do. Definitely. So knowing the amount, knowing the price, keeping those two things, I guess what what are some of the other thoughts, Cooper? So one of the other main ones is they don't do any evaluations once they purchase life insurance. So people typically think that purchasing life insurance is a, is a one and done thing, um, but that's not really the case. It's important to remember that your financial priorities are always changing. Um, and this is the case for every family or individual as they go throughout their life. So like I said, things change. We make more money, our family grows, um, and all these different things change your particular strategy. So I think that's the I think that's what we do. Scott, I know we see that where we, we have a young couple that comes well, let's say a middle aged couple that they bought the insurance or they did their wills or you know all that and it's it's it, they got two children, now they got four you know, they haven't made any changes at that Things point. change, yes. And things yeah. change. How do you how do you guide somebody through that process? Well, Cooper brings it to the point and says, that's a mistake. 
Now, from the side where you're talking with someone, what would you help them do? Well, whether, you know, when we're sitting, we're sitting down with people trying to put all those pieces of the financial puzzle together for them. It's important that we, we meet on a regular basis and review everything. And one of, you know, everybody's always pretty up and ready to review their investments, but we, we want to step back and take a look at the whole picture. We're going to look at the risk management, whether that's property and casualty insurance, whether it's life insurance, disability insurance. Make sure those are still accomplishing what we want to accomplish. Because you said it well, things change, you know, and kids come into the picture. New, bigger home, whatever the case may be, we want to make sure that what we have in place is still going to accomplish the goals that we set out. Help me understand when you say that risk management, risk management, that. I, that's that's a term I hear a lot. I mean, it's tossed out a lot. What do we mean when we say risk management? Well, when you know when we're doing financial planning, money's a tool, right? Money's a tool to accomplish the things we want to do in life, True. whether it's travel, educate our kids, uh, buy a new home, whatever it might be. And kind of the fuel of that engine is our income for most people, and then assets to a certain degree as you start to accumulate those. Well, the big thing is if 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 that income goes away, none of those dreams are going to happen, right? So we have to put risk management into place to uh, help us to make sure that if a breadwinner passes away, that what we want to accomplish will be accomplished, we'll even if we're there, not there to see it accomplished. What about the fact, Cooper, where you're seeing in your age group where we have joint incomes? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember thinking that, you know, back, say, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, you didn't see as much of that. Today, it's very common to have joint incomes. Does that change the mindset of a thinking process when you go in saying, well, if I die, breadwinner one, oh, she's breadwinner two or she's breadwinner one, and the problem is we don't need to cover it. Does that come into the conversation, or is do we have a tendency to say, no, breadwinner one, breadwinner two, it takes both breadwinner one, breadwinner two, to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. How does that play out? Yeah, I would definitely say that it takes um, uh, that it takes both. Uh, you know, if you think about it, chances are both people in that couple are using their income to pay for things like the bills, the mortgage, the car payments. Their I mean, lifestyle. Right, their, their lifestyle. lifestyle. So not not only just one person is going to be able to take care of that. Um, so in the event that that you know, one income stream disappears, are you still going to be able to live that same life? Are you still going to be able to do all those things that you liked doing before, saving all the money that you wanted to save, you know, if your income's essentially cut in half? You know, I, I think that is something where a mistake is made is they, they think, well, if something happens to me, she's going to be okay, or if something happens to me, he's going to be okay. Um, when in reality, what you're saying is that lifestyle has been X, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, are we going to dramatically change that lifestyle? And you add kids to this environment to the equation, and you've got a whole other dynamic. So, so being careful that we don't. And you said it, Scott, make that decision 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or five years ago. And then, as as Cooper talked about it, it changes, and you've got to constantly evaluate and and go through that process. And that's that's critical for you. You just tuned in. My guest is Scott Jordan and Cooper Smith. We're talking about mistakes to avoid when you're buying life insurance. And you think about it, it doesn't seem to be. That hard of a thing to do, but as I said earlier, man, we've got so many choices that over the years it's become almost impossible. It's overwhelming sometimes to try to make a decision. And so what these guys are doing are literally walking us through some things to avoid when we go through this process that we buy life insurance. Now, I want to keep in mind, you've got to think through this with me. You're going to buy life insurance probably at some point. 
You just want to make sure you're not making the wrong decision, whether it's price, as they've said, whether it's buying enough coverage, whether you're going through the idea of how do you want to do it after the after you purchased it? Do you have enough flexibility if you've got some changes 5, 10, 15 years from now? Those are three things you want to think about. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to give you a couple of more mistakes to avoid and things that you need to be very sensitive to. And don't forget, it's about lifestyle. It's about protecting your family. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large-cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges and may contain restrictions such as surrender periods. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. My guests are Cooper Smith and Scott Jordan. We're talking about mistakes to avoid in buying life insurance. If you want to talk to these guys, feel free to give them a call, 757-5757. They will walk you through not trying to sell you anything, just help you understand what you need. And that's so critical for you to have that opportunity to do it with these guys. You know, Cooper, you mentioned... All the, everything from price to going back and you know making sure that if things have changed, you're updating the mm-hmm. you know, contracts. What about health conditions and and well, let's just talk about reality. Tobacco use. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where if you happen to be a tobacco user, you're going to pay a lot. It's just a fact that a tobacco user does not have the same mortality as someone who does not use tobacco. So, what are those? What do you talk about there when avoid a mistake? Yeah, so that may be something that a whole lot of people don't think about. Um, but if you are a tobacco user, it hurts the wallet quite a bit more for individuals that are shopping. I like the way he said that. Hurts the wallet. Hurts the wallet. That's I got that. It got my attention. Go ahead. Well, like you said, Jim, life insurance companies look at mortality um, and tobacco users seem to get unfavorable unfavorable ratings, you know, when it comes to that mortality. But there are actually some companies out there that treat smokeless tobacco users as non-tobacco users. So make sure that you're evaluating multiple companies. You make sure that you're seeing if there's something else that you can do if you are a user. You could potentially save yourself a significant amount of money from doing things like searching out these different carriers. So, so make sure you're spending the time and the energy. Get your agent to look look specifically at that for you if you're going through that process. Don't just say, if he says, this is the only thing I got, ask him to see if he can look at others or go find somebody that can. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because every life insurance provider has their own preferences on how they treat people with certain conditions, certain health conditions, or tobacco use. So don't assume that if one company declines you for life insurance, that you're not going to get an offer from anybody else. You'd probably be surprised on what specific companies may have to offer to you. Well, that's a good point. I mean, Scott, I know we see that when we're dealing with even the olders. We get these health conditions. You had a comment during break that I think is valuable. So I want you to share that. Jim, I forgot my comment. (laughs) It was so brilliant. You know, that's why we do live radio, guys. That's the bottom line. You should have captured that when I said it, Jim. <laughs> Craig, be sure to edit that out, okay? <laughs> no, you talked about the fact that buy it while you're young and yes, while you're healthy. Absolutely. And that was a profound absolutely. statement because it, you're not young and, well, you are healthy. I'm just kidding. Well, you got to get it before you need it. I'm, I'm, I'm back with you. Now. Okay. You got to get it before you need it. He went to sleep on it. He didn't have as much coffee yeah, this morning. Yeah, as, as that's as right. Give him one more that's cup right. of coffee. That's right. So it's important while you are young and healthy, 
to get the coverage you need and get the amount that you need. There's some mindset that, well, as things change, I'll go back and get some later. Well, there's situations that can creep up that can cause that not to be available to you. Yeah, and, and to your point, we actually had an advisor at the firm. Um, and again, nobody likes to think about these things, uh, but they do happen. It is real life. And like I said, nobody expects for them to happen. Um, but he actually had an eye infection, uh, went to the doctor, got some drops and was fixed in about a week. Uh, it was called optic neuritis. Well, he actually had uh, his first daughter, so he went to go and get some more life insurance after that. And they said, you know, we're sorry, sir, we aren't able to give you any life insurance. You had optic neuritis. And he was like, well, what do you mean? It, all I did was get some drops. You know, it took me about a week and I'm completely fine. And they said, well, actually, that's a, a red flag for MS. Um, so you aren't able to do that anymore. So again, not something that he planned for, not something that he thought it was going to happen, but it's real life and these things do happen and nobody ever thinks that they're going to happen to them. Well, you know, we always think we're going to live to 100. Yeah. My mortality, I'm healthy at certain such age and, you know, it's not going to happen. I know for myself, I got out of the military. I'd had tuberculosis in my last year in, in, in the military, was getting out of the military, you had gotten married at that point, and it said, okay, now it's time for me to buy a certain amount of life insurance. And I again... No issue. I'm thinking, you know, I've been treated. I'm okay. Yep. No problem. Five years. Said, come back to see us in five years. I mean, you know, and we had a mortgage at that point. We had our first child in that point. I mean, all those things. And I'm thinking, oh, my, I didn't do a good job of planning. I mean, I didn't think about it. I just, I was not a mortality risk at 23, 24, or 25 years not old. Not something you think about that age. I, I still think about the poor guy that had to arm wrestle me down to buy my first $100,000 yeah. policy when I was 23. I, mean, yeah. I think it was like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. It was a big decision. And, and it's a tough decision at is. that age, but it's it a decision is. that every person needs to think if you're healthy, don't be like the guy you're talking about, or don't be like me when you find out, the, uh-oh, the house is burning. Nobody's going to insure. You can look at the house. It looks great, but if there's smoke coming out the back door, it's not good. Too late. And that's that's usually a very big problem. All right, let me ask you this. If you buy a policy, what about and you don't like the policy or, or you just feel like you didn't make a good choice, what about canceling that policy? So if you're considering replacing your current life insurance policy with a newer contract, consider keeping your old policy until you've issued and paid for the new policy. You know, if there was some reason that the new insurance company declined you and you've already dropped your old policy, it will cause a huge risk um, to occur by losing your coverage. So actually, in recent years, as medical technology and medicine continues to advance, people are living longer and longer. We talked about it a little bit earlier. But with that being the case, life insurance companies have dropped their rates dramatically. Um, so it's something to consider if you're thinking about, you know, looking into a new policy, shopping around again, just getting an idea of what's out there. But make sure that you keep that old policy in place until your new one's in force. You know, that is so, so important. But also, and I, and I want to say this to everybody listening. And again, if you want to talk to these guys, telephone number 757-5757. They're going to approach it from this perspective. Every life insurance policy is is kind of unique and important. Just because you have one that you bought five, six, seven years ago, even 10 years ago, and somebody walks in and says, this is better, I don't know if I would always jump on that. That's sometimes something that you need to be very careful and be very, very selective about doing that. So so you hear what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. you understand that? Mm -hmm. Scott, what would you tell everybody if they're listening? What would you say to them? I would say, you know, first and foremost, that life insurance, you know, it gets treated as a needs decision, but at the end of the day, it's a wants decision. It's what do you want for your family? I mean, you mentioned the two working couple and, and one saying, well, the other one would be okay if anything. But when you're 
When you're sending your kids to private school, you live in a nice neighborhood, nice home, do you really want the people that you care about to have to leave that situation if something happens to you and, and figure out how they're going to make ends meet? Sure, they'll, they may get by, they may survive, but it will alter their lifestyle significantly at a time that's already difficult. That's so a great point. Sit down and, and get, get the right amount. Yeah, and to your point, there's a lot of different types of life insurance out there. There's a lot of different products and features and riders. So it's very important that you find the policy to fit your specific needs. There's no one size fits all when it comes to life insurance. Um, so it's really important that you sit down, you have that conversation, you talk about your goals, you talk about the things that you want to accomplish, um, and just make sure that you have that conversation with That's them. That's a great point, guys. Well, thanks so much. You've been listening, of course. This is Scott Jordan, my guest, and Cooper Smith. We've been talking very specific about buying life insurance and some of the mistakes that you need not to do to avoid these mistakes. Of course, you've been listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. As I said, Bob Dahl was our guest, Cooper Smith and Scott Jordan. If you want to call these guys, call them at 757-5757. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. As always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you getting on the phone and letting us know how you think about it and what you might want to tell us that you've got questions. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker, Cooper Smith, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Bang, bang, bang.